Good morning for Northeast by Midwest. I am Jonathan Jones. Well, how are you today? We're full on in the month of July. Man, I don't know about you, but it just seems to go faster and faster, doesn't it? Didn't it feel like we were just in January, March, May? Here's June. And then it's gone, and now here's July. Wow. Well, today I want to do part two of the church is the people. The church is the people. And today's the first episode where I want to talk about specific people. Um, I'm not going to use any names. Um, I suppose I could. People are adults, but I'd rather just kind of keep it anonymous. That way each of these people can get their reward in heaven. Um... But the church is the people. And, you know, this has been something I've been thinking about for quite some time. As I make these podcasts, I suppose the order might change a little bit. But um, these, in a lot of ways, this idea of the church is the people would probably be, if I was ever going to write a book, would probably be uh, along the lines of a book I would write. Uh, I might change the title a little bit. And maybe the title will change as I go along. We'll... We'll see how that goes. But for right now, the church is the people. I think at least here in America, uh, because of our edifices and the, you know how tied we are to the location of the church. And you know we'll say things like, I went to church. I, but the church is the people. It's not the building. And so when I think I'm going to start from my childhood and work my way up even to today um, of the church, one of the first things that comes to my mind is people that mentored me, mentors. Sometimes they were purposeful mentors, sometimes they weren't. And so, you know, when I think of that, um, I think of different people in my life. So for instance, I, th- I think of some of my first Sunday school teachers, um, some of the very first people that, that mentored me. And I was ornery. Uh, if any of them listen to this, they'll know for sure. <laughs> um, sometimes I just did things or said things. And yet the consistency, the, the love, the faithful teaching of God's word was one of the balms that God used to bring me to himself. Just like uh, you have to break a horse, you know, it's the same way with people. And the word of God and the Holy Spirit through his people. And so, you know, obviously when I think of mentors, I think of my own parents, my mom and my dad. I guess in a lot of ways that kind of goes without saying. They had the biggest impact in my life. But there were teachers, uh, there there were coaches, you know, especially in soccer and in basketball. But there were people that God brought across my path. And each one of them played a vital role in my life, some smaller, some larger. Um, You know, there was uh, some particular people at... Lockport Mennonite Church in the youth group, uh, youth leaders, and uh, uh, people throughout that ministry that just really, that, that, that mentored me. And, you know, some of them was a short time, other ones it was a couple of years, but they were always there consistent, consistently. There were other people at uh, First Baptist Church of Stryker, Ohio, as I grew up in Awana and in youth group, and uh, uh, the pastors there, um, as well as a youth leader. And they just consistently showed me the love of God, his faithfulness and his truth. Um, 
And so as, as that kind of brought me from junior high into high school, um, you know, some of the folks that, that I had at the, the local jobs I worked at, whether it was on the farms or um, at some of the other places around Archbold, you know, they were a big impact in my life. <clears throat> and there were even people that God brought, brought across my path that were not Christians. Uh, a couple I remember that were atheists or they were just very angry at God for things he had allowed in their life. And those people, whether they realized it or not, mentored me. Uh, some, you know, mentored me to, you know, start start thinking a little bit outside the box and realizing that not everybody had an easy, cushy life. And that was good uh, to recognize that life isn't easy. Um, as I moved on, you know, from there, uh, eventually, um, you know, the ministry, my dad was involved in Youth for Christ. There were many people within that ministry that, that, that blessed you know, me over the years, men and women uh, that mentored me again, some uh, on a trip here and there, other ones, a Bible study, others sort of a lifelong mentorship, um, that, that in some ways continues to this day. Uh, then campus crusade for Christ now known as crew. I became a part of for about a year, year and a half. And, and that had a huge impact in my life. Um, a lot of those people that, that sort of mentored and discipled, some were close friends, some were, very close in age, others a little bit older, but we had a really neat ministry there in uh, Northwest Ohio. And then as I moved on from there to Word of Life, um, there were different people that got brought across my path. You know, uh, some were, uh, you know, higher up, uh, you know, in the organization of Word of Life, and they might teach a class or uh, something along those lines or do a chapel. Uh, other ones might come in and it was a it was a local pastor who'd teach a class or whatever it was but you know there were just tons and tons of people and then there was the interpersonal relationships you know uh, RAs uh, coaches and the and the list goes on some mission trips that I went on and after we left there we went to Pennsylvania and you know all of these people were, were local church people they were people we some of them we attended the same local church some we didn't you know but as I went to Pennsylvania I started to kind of see again <clears throat> um, more life from inside the local church as we attended what is now known as Hillside Haven, but at the time was Summit Baptist Bible Church in Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, and, and just watching the, the local pastors there and the deacons and the Sunday school teachers and the ministries within that, and then uh, the ministry at Baptist Bible College and Seminary, which is now Clark Summit University and Baptist Bible Seminary. And the different people that, that God used from, from you know, the, the, the president of, of the seminary at the time, uh, who became a very dear mentor and friend of mine, you know, to other people in the college who, who I just connected with. And some of them to this day are still a part of my life. And so I would say the mentorship and the friendship hasn't ended. And at that point, we finally moved up here to Lisbon Falls. And this is the part that that I think is interesting because at, at the time of moving up here, you know, I'm around 26, getting ready to be 27. And, you know, really still knowing I had a lot to learn, but ready to sort of teach this church all the things that I had learned. And now looking back 19 years later, realizing how many people within this church that, that God has allowed me the opportunity uh, to have a discipleship relationship with and a mentorship with, but also people within this church that mentored and discipled me. Some of them didn't even realize it. Other ones did on purpose. 
there have been consistently, I, I would say, five to six people in this church, a couple of them with the Lord now, that, that took a very sincere interest in my life, in keeping me accountable, in pointing out areas I needed to grow in. And, you know, at the time when each one of them would come, I don't know that I was always as receptive as I should have been. Uh, but looking back at it, I can see God's goodness and his providence um, and his sovereignty in bringing those people at just the right time. Uh, one of them in particular became a very dear friend of mine and graduated to heaven a few years ago. And, and, and you know, these people were, were men and women. Uh, some of them still, still go here to church, and I'm thankful for that. And each one had a little different impact in my life. And so, you know, as you listen to this podcast today, your story might be like mine, you know, to, to list the churches. If you want to go back to the first podcast that have been a big part of my life, Lockport Mennonite Church, Inlet Mennonite Church, Summit Baptist Bible Church, which is now Hillside Haven and Lisbon Falls Baptist Church. Those those four churches I've spent the most time in in my life. And then with a couple notable mentions, Faith Baptist Church of Sellersville um, has been has had a big impact in my life. Main Street Baptist Church in Brunswick, Maine. Um, and then, you know, as uh, the, there's a Methodist Church and United Methodist Church in Archibald, Ohio. And I believe it's the First Presbyterian Church in Bryan, Ohio. And then also First Baptist Church of Stryker, Ohio. All of those churches also had a huge impact in my life as, as my parents... Um, you know, did, did some ministry or pulpit filling in each of those churches. And so, you know, what a blessing and what a kaleidoscope. And there were many other churches that over the years that we were able to attend, uh, you know, with friends or situations like that. But each of those churches has left a big mark in my life. And each one had people within the church that we developed a relationship with, with our family or personally that has carried beyond the years, uh, some deeper, some not so deep. And so I, I just want to encourage you today, maybe you're like me and, you know, you've been sort of uh, had this opportunity to kind of float along to these different churches. You know, maybe it's because of your job you had to move or college or whatever it is, or maybe you're a missionary or a pastor, or maybe you just have one of those jobs where you have to move a lot. And so you recognize the different people that God brings along your path at different times. But maybe you're on the other side and that's one of the reasons I want to make this podcast. Maybe you're one of those people that you've stayed in a church for 50 years. And I just want to applaud you and say, glory, hallelujah, because we need people like that. In fact, we need more people like that because there's more of them than there is of people like me that move on and, and that God moves different places. And so if that's you, praise I praise God for you. And so don't you for a second think that you're any less in the kingdom. I would almost really argue that, that you're more um, and because you faithfully stayed. And so I praise God for those people. And so wherever you're at, maybe you're in the middle. Maybe you've just moved to a couple different churches. But the reality is each of those situations without naming names were people that, that God blessed within my life. And I'll, I'll give one final story as an example of it. There's a there's a gentleman uh, here in our church that confronted me about 10 or 11 years ago because he was concerned that I wasn't managing my time quite as well as I should have been. And he handed me a notebook and he said, hey, Pastor John, 
I just want to encourage you as a business owner myself that this will help you kind of organize your life and the things you need to be at, the things you need to do and not do, kind of a checklist of sorts. And I remember him giving it to me very graciously and kindly and humbly. And and I remember taking it um, and saying some very kind words, but on the inside, sort of just kind of like, are you kidding me? You know, and as as I took it home and I remember bringing it here to my office uh, the next day, and thinking through it, you know, the Lord just kind of chipped away at me. Hey, John, you really need to think about this. This is something you need to work on. And so to this day, um, I use the app Todoist, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. It's sort of a play on the word to-do list, Todoist. And that is something that helps me order my day, my week, my month, my year. I use it every day. Um, Every single Sunday, I map out Sunday through Saturday of the week to come. And the Todoist has my list of things to do. And that all goes back to this conversation with this particular gentleman who cared enough about me uh, to say, hey, you need to organize your life a little better. And he was right. And I'm not suggesting today I have a perfectly organized life. As I look around at my desk here, <laughs> I've got some work to do. But the reality is we need people like that who care about us enough And so now, by the grace of God, I'm able to become a little bit of that man in some other people's lives. And so I just want to encourage you today, um, wherever you're at, that God placed you to mentor and disciple other people. That is the mission of the church. The one command in Matthew 28 is not go and is not baptize and is not teach. The one command is make disciples. How we do that is going and baptizing and teaching. And so that's a part that each of us need to play. And God has designed that the local church is the piece for that. So if you're someone that has been disconnected from the local church or jaded by it, this would also be a call to say, come back. She's not a perfect church. She's never going to be until Jesus presents us to to his father. Then she'll be a perfect church. But until then, she's a church full of sinful people that are redeemed. And we're going to make mistakes. We're going to say things. Unfortunately, we're going to hurt people. And um, there's much that the church has to learn to change. No doubt about it. There's many mistakes we've made. And many we're probably going to make. Thankfully and hopefully and prayerfully, we go to our Heavenly Father and ask for forgiveness and make the changes we need to make and get back to the mission of making disciples. So for Northeast by Midwest, I'm Jonathan Jones. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for this church. And I'm thankful for every church that I got to play a part in because at the end of the day, the church is the people.